Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Hi, and welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and you found us on purpose. The amazing Dr. Deb Kern is in the house. Deb, welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Betsy. Well, Deb and I go all the way back. Um, In my past life, I lived temporarily only for two years in Dallas, Texas, and I was lucky enough to live next door to her mom and dad and got on the Christmas candy list. (laughs) That's an honored place, actually, to get on that Christmas candy list. Oh, I tell you, the homemade Christmas toffee was uh, always uh, the best part. But the best part really was not only her mom and dad that I could go over and talk to because I was alone in Dallas in a big city and I could just act as as if they were my family. I adopted them, but um, getting to know you and your son and um, and then you coming and speaking at some of the early camp experiences Mm. when I just started this game and the year that you had your breast cancer and we all prayed for you. Yep. And, um, and I think you had a good result. So I sure um, did. So we're having a reunion, but you guys all get to come and listen to this podcast. So I want to go back for all of you that didn't live next door to Deb's mom and dad. And, uh, tell a little bit about your story because, uh, I really have noticed that people see people in the world that are serving really big, that are doing your global retreats, that are inventing ways to dance and that are building your own sisterhood and they make up stories called oh so easy it was so easy (laughs) so I think we should tell them the truth today so tell them a little bit about your path and your background well you know it's interesting Uh, when I was little when I was a little girl and people said what do you want to be when you grow up I I used to say I'm going to be a medical missionary movie star that's that's what I said when I was really little and actually it's kind of what I do because I do have a mission and it has to do with health and wellness. Now the movie star bit, it's not that I wanted to be in lights, but I just wanted to be able to share my message big, you know, share my message big. So how I started, I thought would be through conventional medicine. And I started in nursing school. And when they put us on the, on the floors, I realized all the patients I was working with could have prevented the thing that they were in there for. And I felt like, I I just got this image of being someone who's standing at the bottom of a cliff and people are just falling off the cliff and I was helping put them together. I wanted to build fence at the top of the cliff and say, don't jump, don't jump. That's kind of the image in my young nurse life that I wanted to do. I didn't know how to do it. This was 1979, 1980. And, um, there wasn't what we have now in terms of wellness, but there was preventive medicine. So I, so I started working in preventive medicine thinking, that's it. I'm going to work in preventive medicine. Then I discovered that what we called prevention was just early detection. It was testing to find out early if you had something. And also in the early 80s, what we were doing is, and I would go in Maybe you've been a victim of one of my things if you're old enough to have been served like that in the past where we'd come in, we test everything like your blood pressure and your cholesterol level and all these things. And then we'd present a report that says, well, because of your high blood pressure and because of your high body fat, you're at X risk of dying of this disease and a higher risk of dying of that disease. And even though it might be statistically true, it was like practicing medical terrorism. We were scaring everyone to death and it didn't feel 
good. And later I learned about the fact that our minds actually affect our bodies, what we think, and that fear itself creates high levels of stress hormones that are unhealthy. And so I, I thought, well, I don't want to be doing that. So I kept going. And ultimately, I got a PhD in health sciences. I just kept learning and studying and asking questions. And um, it was during that PhD process. Interestingly, it wasn't so much what I learned in the class, but as a result of being there, I was exposed to yoga for the first time. I took a class in multicultural medicine and by the back doorway, got exposed to the ancient Indian healing system called Ayurveda. And all of a sudden, my eyes were wide open that there are entire systems of medicine who've been around for over five, 6,000 years that treat the whole person. And that's, that was the beginning of where I am now, really that understanding and seeing that there are ways to take into account the whole person and to make prevention the forefront, not to ignore the fact that disease does happen, of course, but my place in the picture of wellness is on the prevention end. And I'm grateful for the, all of the people whose place is on the helping with disease end, because we need both. But I found my place and my place is on the prevention end and helping people. It's my, my work has moved more into women's wellness, but for women to be able to understand their whole self, their mind, body, spirit, integrated self, and to trust and hear, first of all, to hear the voice of their inner wisdom, which comes from their bodies, which I didn't learn until much later, that it's in our bodies, so much wisdom. So that's been really my path is in my own self. And you mentioned my own cancer. I've had many... Uh, pretty much anything that could have gone wrong just about with the whole pelvic area I've experienced also in terms of trauma, birth traumas and surgeries. So I've, I've really been, God has given me, I feel like many experiences in my own body where I've needed to learn to really trust and listen because conventional approaches would not have helped me. And so that's the short version <laughs> the of short where version I people are like, well, yeah. wait, go back. Go back. <laughs> I, you know, I think you touched on one uh, thing that I learned very early too, is the story you tell yourself is so important. And so being told you are likely to get sick or, um, you know, all the things then in your head, you keep saying, get sick, get sick, get sick. Instead of saying you have the opportunity to choose to move your body, to put in healthy foods, to understand the role of yoga. Um, I, after two hip replacements, mm. since I've left you, I've enjoyed the opportunity to learn to walk. And not only once I had a recall, so they had Whoa. to go with that. I had the part in the big recall. I got the blood poisoning from the metal on metal hip. They got to go in and do it again. <laughs> what a joy. But I do like you think God uses everything for an opportunity that I learned how to walk again. And I had to believe I could. And, and so I see in your story, uh, many of those elements that women listening, you're meant to hear this today, that no matter what the power is within you, to make some of these choices. And yoga, I, I want you to talk a little bit about yoga because I think growing up in Indiana, in the Midwest, I had never heard of yoga. I was just a wonder bread kid on a bus working at McDonald's, which is pretty far <laughs> from yoga. Uh, but after my hip replacements, I remember doing my very first yoga stretching class. And I thought, I wonder 
if this is for me, and now I do yoga every single day, not at your kind of level, but um, a yoga practice, and I do have to practice, is really important to me. So tell everyone that it's listening, because maybe this is their wake-up call to know that yoga is super accessible and really works at so many levels. So I just want to match your story. (laughs) I'm the oldest daughter of a German Lutheran family from Texas. So yoga was not in any of my upbringing. In fact, in fact, I was actually afraid of it because I had read some books that made it seem like yoga and meditation were work of the devil or evil. And so um, I avoided, I would have avoided it. However, I had the felt experience of what happens. And just to clarify yoga, the word itself means yoke, union. So it's not something you actually do the real word yoga, it's who we are, union, when we're completely at, in union with our creator, whatever you call your creator, it's union. So what a state to recall to yourself. It's a beautiful state. Then what we call in the West yoga is one of the branches of yoga called Hatha yoga, which is the physical positioning part of yoga and the breath work, pranayama. That's usually what we think of. And really, those physical practices are just so helpful, is what I want to say. And to demystify them and realize that the system that developed the poses is taking into account, a a trained teacher is taking into account not only your muscles and stretching and ligaments and tendons, but also alternatively squeezing and twisting and pressing and then stretching your organs and your glands and the nerve bundles that serve them all so that you end up with a fuller experience of your body. Your body has a chance to do its own healing when you do those kind of compressions and extensions in a certain series for a certain purpose. So, um, and I just would say, you want to work with a teacher. Uh, I would say to, I say this to all of my women. When you're brand new, tell people I'm brand new. I'm looking for a gentle Hatha yoga class with someone who can give me um, alternatives if I'm struggling. It's difficult to learn that online and it can be done. Um, it's really nice if you can have a personal experience. So that's what I would say about yoga. I, I, I've been studying yoga also, and it is a practice. Um, And I just think it's so, so helpful, like you found. Well, and I would also tell people to to do a private. So I do private yoga once a week because for me at 59 and a half and holding, uh, jumping into a class, I tried that hot yoga when I was a kid. (laughs) That was not for me. But trying to keep up with others in a class was not for me. So I found a teacher where I was able to do a weekly private so she can see where my body is, what's going on with my hips, what's going on with my back. And we can adjust that practice that week. And then I can practice the rest of the week in ways that benefit that. So, so just out of the 5,000 things we could deliver today, um, someone out there needed to hear yoga 101, definitely something to try and to consider. We're going to go to break real quick. You're listening to Dr. Deb Kern on Boost Power Podcast. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Wiersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. 
We are back. You're at the edge of your seat, or maybe you got off your seat and you tried a yoga pose. My favorite is legs up the wall. Long story. We'll go back there. So Dr. Deb Kern comes to the world and has the opportunity for personal growth called cancer and um, changing her marital status, which we mm. share in common also. Um, being a mom, being a mom of a very special kid that we share in common also. Um, having a huge heart for serving a huge big God in many, many ways. So talk about this movement you've created uh, with dancing and women and sisterhood, because I've been crazy about that part of where you've grown so much. So talk all about that. What I've discovered, first of all, I love to move. I was someone who actually avoided PE to the extent that I chose Vanderbilt Nursing School because they didn't require PE. <laughs> so I was someone who was not in my body and was told, I was told I was too big to dance and all these things growing up. But I love to move like that. I love to move with music. And so over the years, I started doing aerobic dance, you know, when that became a thing, the late 70s and 80s. Um, and all the fitness classes that we've done during that time, I discovered that certain ways of moving could actually tap into places in my body where I was holding stuck emotions and could release old stuck thought patterns and emotional stuckness in a way that 10 sessions of psychotherapy couldn't. Like I could talk, I could talk circles around with a psychotherapist and approach the thing and sit, kind of name the thing and circle the thing and journal the thing and maybe even do art about the thing, but the thing was still there. <laughs> and I've, I've over the years have developed a movement technique. It actually has 13 steps that I go through in one class to get into those areas and move them around enough, get it. I, I think of it like doing laundry. In fact, when I teach teacher trainings and how to teach, I call it prana shakti dance. When I teach prana shakti teachers, I say it's like doing laundry. You do the pre-soak, then you get in with your stain remover and you scrub, scrub, scrub. Then you run it through a gentle cycle, not out yet, do the spray again, scrub, scrub, scrub. Then you put it through, then you it spin, then you dry. We do that. <laughs> I do, I teach it like doing laundry because inside of us, we get these blockages and the end result of the class, yes, you get your heart rate up. Yes, you burn calories as if you'd run or jogged three miles, but it doesn't feel like it because there's so much expression of your emotions coming out. So the end result is you feel lighter, more peaceful, and finally able to hear your true voice inside rather than the stuck old tapes, which I think is the most valuable thing I can offer a woman is help her hear her true voice, not the voice of her critical parent or a critical teacher, not the voice of the media or anyone else, but her own self. And that's the end result of a, of just a dance class. It looks like a, it's kind of, kind of looks like a cross between a Zumba class and a martial arts class and a Pentecostal worship service. Just kind <laughs> of rolled in there. You know, but at the end of it, that's the feeling. So that's, that's, it's one of my gifts to the world. It's, it's what I, I'm very grateful and happy. I get to give that to the world. I love it. Well, and I know you've been able to do some of your things online. Of course, it's always great to be in person, but we learned last year in 2020 that um, 
really everyone had to figure out how the new normal would be to be able to serve and continue to serve big. And some of it has been blessings because I think people now can come to my Camp Experience networking retreats from across the US and they do. And that's super fun. That kind of when you were in person, we didn't have. Uh, the stew book was a gift from, we say it's our COVID baby because we had enough time to write essays to save the world. Uh, what have you learned during kind of creating new normal and actually taking action and changing a lot during the pandemic year of 2020, what are some lessons you would share with other women? Well, I'll start with the part that um, I, at first I grieved so much not being able to teach my classes in person because I, I would, I've been doing that for 35 years, at least twice a week for 35 years. Women, uh, I've been in one location for 18 years. So we've seen each other through so much. And I thought, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, what happened is I did move my classes online right away because we needed the support. And now I have women from all over the world. I mean, Zimbabwe and Sweden and Hong Kong, and it's amazing. So I'm very grateful for that. And uh, I would say to all of us, anytime we have to make that big of a shift, it you have to create new neuronal pathways in your brain. So as a woman who is getting older every day, which we all are, by the way, every day we're a day older, this is one thing we want to do is challenge our brains. And it's, it's way more powerful than a Sudoku puzzle to figure out how to do your own audio, learning new technology. And so I, I have a, a membership, a sisterhood also, online membership, and I'm, I'm always on them. When, whenever someone says, I hate this technology, I can't figure it out, I say, well, stop right there. Stop right there. That is a, it's, it's like a death sentence because we, we can use technology to connect. We can use it for good things. And if you shut yourself down, you will become irrelevant. And when you become irrelevant, you will age prematurely. So I see what happened to me and, and my, the women that I serve. We had to step up and be willing to learn technology that was brand new and for many of us scary. So there's that. Other thing that's really big for me, Betsy, that I've noticed is there are many things that I was doing that just weren't necessary, but they were filling my days with some kind of busyness, including purchasing items that I don't really need, um, making trips extra, just randomly jumping in the car, going somewhere. And it really brought it up in stark relief how much wasted time, money, uh, travel when, when we did get restricted. Now I do want, I love the freedoms, but now when, as freedoms return, I don't want to fill in with all that busyness again. So I really noticed that about myself. I don't know if you had the same. Yeah. Anything. It's so funny that you said that I've always had a home office. You know, the world headquarters has always been at home and, but I noticed all the miscellaneous crowded world schedule and meetings that now have simplified. And I was on Zoom having networking four years ago and everybody thought it was so weird. And I'm like, well, let's just have one on Zoom. And people thought, oh, that's so hard. And now that we live on Zoom and we're playing Blingo on Zoom. Yeah, but I did notice how busy and how productive it is and how beautiful it is to make a tea or go stretch or go be with my dogs in a work day and have a much more productive work day than running around to these meetings where half of the time was in the car. So now you can just jump on the meeting, have the meeting, 
save that hour, save that gas, save that pollution in the world, and not stop at your favorite women's boutique on the way home to look at the sale rack. Because there what the go. heck, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I really, I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that part. We'll also talk about your uh, yoga retreats and your world travel, because that's something you and I have in common is a love for finding great women of the world and going to interesting places and giving women the permission to do that. I take that for granted. Like, I can't wait to be back in Iceland and you have been everywhere too. I told you I wear my India beads today uh, in honor of your travels mm -hmm. there. And, but I think there's so many women waiting for us to say, we'll make a safe place for you to find your most fun adventure because you'll trust that we've gone before you just like any other great women is making a path for anyone else so talk a little bit about your global retreats and kind of the future of what women can look for because I have a lot of women that are ready to go here's the thing that I've found out when you go to a place where the culture is different from where you currently live and a language is spoken that you don't usually speak and the nature is different your whole animal body heightens in its sensitivity suddenly you're smelling more you're seeing more you're hearing more because you know how you can live with beautiful artwork just like your office and you can live with beautiful artwork but you stop seeing it every day you're, you get numb to it no matter how much you try so just by going somewhere that's carefully chosen. It needs to be chosen for a high vibration and everything else, a grounding and a safety and all those things. But when you are brought to a place like that, your, your animal body wakes up where it has been sleeping. So without having to do anything else, you've already received massive healing, up-leveled, upgraded your experience of being alive as a human. And then you add to that, the fact that now you're in this place, a cocoon, without the usual distractions, and it's, it allows women to go very deep into themselves, excavate what needs to happen. I, that's why I like retreats to be at least seven days, because um, in the beginning, it's like all new, 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 woo, and then by about day three, there's a deep dive, and I, and I can hold the space for that deep dive and, and let, it, let it happen in comfort and love, and then the coming out, women are reborn in seven days. When you have all of those, you know, the food being pristine, the nature, and then all the experiences I just mentioned. On top of, of course, then there's the teachings that lets me do my dancing and my yoga and art expression, which is super, super important to all of it start to come out. Um, I just, I'm so passionate about it. it. What can happen in seven days would take honestly, five years, 10 years in therapy to, to, it, it couldn't even happen. That's what I say. It just can't really, it doesn't really even happen without being in a setting like that. So I don't take it for granted. It, it does take time and money and women are worth it because without us being in touch with our deepest wisdom, the world is going to, is really lost. And we need women to have access to that knowing that's a knowing beyond books. It's a knowing beyond teachers. It's a knowing so deep in the bone marrow that you don't doubt yourself. The world needs that, us to be that way. 
Well, I, I am with you. And the most fun was being, and you and I shared you had been in this small town in Iceland, in Accurary, Iceland. And we sat in a room with eight women, with six women from the Camp Experience Network, and just talked about what it was like. And it was so different and so the same. Yes. Uh, you know, the mayor had been hired as a job, which was different than in America. Um, but the same were some of the, the integral issues that women went through and how to be powerful and respected and how to, you know, honor the role of the leaders of the community, which were men and how they all got along and had their kind of internal sisterhood. And uh, we did that. We went and did a vision board making in uh, Norway. And one lady at the very beginning was 79 years old. And she said, I don't have any dreams. I've taken care of everybody else my whole life. And my little voice was like, oh no, I'm in Norway. I have this class and I'm going to fail. Like I culturally am doing something wrong. And so the whole room just said, but what do you like? And she said, well, I like flowers. What else do you like? I like water. What else do you like? By the end, she made three vision boards, three. <gasps> oh my three, gosh. And she said, never in my entire life have I ever spoken what I wanted. Oh, and she chills. got like 10 years younger. She blossomed and every age was in that room. Norwegian women, a couple American women that were in town. And we all stood together. And I tell you, it was like, that was what I was here for that one woman, but it also proved that that question, what is it that you want or desire or want more of, or what makes you happy? What yeah. is in your heart is not asked. It's sometimes not culturally ever asked. Sometimes it's not physically asked. And I think, you know, our job is to ask and to dance it out, love it out, art it out and yeah. bring it out. So hallelujah. Yeah. Well, hallelujah. we can go on for like an entire series. So we may have the Betsy and Deb podcast whole series. I don't know. We might invent <laughs> that. And we'll travel around the world and tell stories uh, on purpose for good. Um, tell everyone how to get a hold of you because I know they're all curious about your dance classes, your sisterhood, and all the exciting adventures. So tell them how to find you. So my website, drdebkern.com has everything there, D-R-D-E-B-K-E-R-N.com. Everything is there. And also, I always, I always have something on the homepage. It may change, it changes. Right now, I know I have a, a little booklet I wrote called Five Energy Practices to Maintain and Contain and uh, Develop Your Energy System. So there's always some goodie there. So go, go over there and grab something fun. Get, get a goodie. We're, yeah, we're always want to get a goodie. Well, now That's we right. draw from the Dream Big, Live Big card deck, which is my first, like, 38 angels. And um, they just came in. They come in. I just am the human. Um, and so then each of them have messages and questions for your daily practice. And so this is random. You're going to see it before me because you're going to get the exact one you're supposed to get. Oh, and you got create live your art what will you create today you got create well i love it that's so good especially to have that with you <laughs> yeah what will you create today dr deb mm. so so interesting i am i'm in the process of creating truly with someone right near where i live in the country i i'm creating private retreats on a farm just for one woman at a time. So it's some, something I've dreamed about for really 30 years. And that's what I'm creating. That's it's in my mind. It's right to the top of my heart. 
Well, you know, what I tell you, I, I love about you and I love about this project. And this is what I just feel compelled to say out loud. We get to make it up and believe that if you are given a dream or an idea and it is for the betterment of others, believe that if you just keep trying, if you told me, dear Betsy, you're gonna be an artist and have books and card decks and blessing journals. If you told me that 10 years ago, I'd be, what are you nuts? My teenager's losing her mind. I'm just running this network. I'm going crazy. And I saw in a deleted file, an art class with somebody that I used to know in a book I'd read 10 years ago. And that one art class, that one yes, changed the trajectory of everything for me as an artist at in my mid fifties. So I want anybody listening today that if Dr. Deb Kern can be in the middle of our country, find, do a start over with her son, Google, long story, look for the movie, uh, how to date a farmer and end up living a dream of the woman that will stand there with her on that prairie and change her life forever. Then you too, listening today can do anything you want. I just want to add, I want to add a little fuel to the flames because on top of it, we've known each other so long and we're getting ready to create dream together of retreats together. And who would have thought in the middle of a lockdown, we would talk about, and we're going to lead these retreats. So it's well, amazing. And the spooky backstory is since I've known you, we have such parallel hearts. I swear our past lives, we know we've been together. And even though we've been physically apart, you you resonate so well on the same channel of service for women that anything you do, I can see in me and say, I totally stand with you. That is awesome sauce. That dance looks great. I, I've so looked at it and just gone like, oh, I chickened out, but now I'm not going to chicken out. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to, I have a friend with a yoga studio with a big TV because of COVID. You had to put in the TVs. So I'm thinking like, well, we have to get a bunch of my girls safe here in Denver in a room and do the dance. So there's so there many go. fun things, but I just want, if you're listening today to know that today is the first day of the rest of your life. And actually yeah. in this minute, you get to pick. You get to pick to say, I wanna learn something new. I wanna try something else. I wanna change my story. And that is why we have Boost Power Podcast and amazing guests like my friend, Dr. Deb Kern. So thank you for listening today. Uh, we have just been blessed by having you share this time of us reuniting and really in some messages that you were meant to hear about Trust yourself, move your body, try something new, and enjoy this process of life in every minute of every day. Please subscribe to Boost Power Podcast on your favorite app and tell all your friends to plug in for our uplifting ideas, our exciting stories, our wonderful people, and the fun we share. This is your host, Betsy Wiersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. Women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.